Just tell the person next to you, you look amazing today. Now say, uh, Lord, forgive me for not telling the truth. Because some of you just lied right there and then because you don't believe that for a moment. But hey, thank you for being obedient. I received this testimony of a re person said there was a restructure in my department. And so at Life Group, they prayed. And at the Life Group, they actually got a prophecy that God was going to use this situation to promote this person. And actually, they would not be made redundant. So the team leader was overseas, and as second in command, this person was asked to get involved in the redundancy process, could, which could well have resulted in them getting redundant themselves. Amazing situation, I guess. But due to their work in it, what happens, they actually got an increase in salary. The team leader eventually was made redundant, and the job was offered to this person. And then they remembered the prophecy from the life group that God would use the situation to promote them and not make them redundant. And they say through our prayers and our fellowship, together in small group, we're able to help and build each other up. Ezekiel 37, and the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Suddenly a rattling and bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, skins covered them, there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. As Ezekiel begins to prophesy under the inspiration of God, bones are joined together. They're joined under the direction of God. It's not a haphazard connecting of bones one bone to another. These are divine connections. As the song goes, dem bones, dem bones, and dry bones. Toe, toe bone connected to the foot bone. Foot bone connected to the heel bone. Heel bone connected to the ankle bone. Ankle bone connected to the shin bone. Anyone know the song? The shin bone connected to the knee bone, and the knee bone connected to some other bone, and bones, and on and on it goes. Now hear the word of the Lord. Them bones, them bones going to walk around. Them bones, them bones going to walk around. I was going to get Adrian to uh, have the song for us this morning, but he decided to take some leave during the week. So you guys missed out because he was slacking around on holiday. <laughs> Mind you, I must admit, it's the only one he's had this year, so he needed to take one, all right. <clears throat> there were divine connections. It was a toe to the foot, not to the knee. It was a foot to the heel, not to the lip, not to the hip. <laughs> Be sad if it was to the lip. So there's divine order. Divine order. We all need to be in divine connections because they are a key to breakthrough. 
and the key to fulfill God's plan for our lives. See, Christianity is all about being rightly connected in relationships. Through this person being connected that I shared in the small group, instead of being made redundant, was promoted. The key was the person was in right connections that were able to feed into that person's future and into their destiny. You see, we don't fit everywhere with everybody. Has anyone ever noticed that? Go to some situation, you think, man, I am a fish out of water. I don't belong here. And the fact is, you don't actually belong in that situation. One of the biggest hindrances to growing in God are wrong connections. You can call them flesh connections. Relationships that are birthed by fleshly desires or by lustful desires. Until they're broken, wrong connections, until they're broken and we've found God connections, we're going to be limited in experiencing the breakthrough, the blessing, and the power of God in our lives. Flesh connections war against the will of God. You know, Abraham had a great promise, didn't he, of blessing and and destiny over his life, but it couldn't come to pass until he cut off the flesh connection with Lot. Lot would block and hinder what God had planned for his life. Genesis 39, please separate from me. If you'll go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. They separated, and Abraham stepped into the great future that God had for him because flesh connections will always war for first place in our lives. They will always war against the Spirit and what God has intended for us. There was a mother of four in our church, struggled with alcohol since 2010, not saved. She loved to party, go to nightclubs with her friends, flesh connections. Alcohol was her coping mechanism. Got into marijuana, would turn up to work most days with a hangover. Suffered depression. There was no escape. There was no way out. Loved being with her friends. Until, 19, until 2014 when she got saved. But she's still drinking until she was convicted by God in 2015. Went forward on an altar call in Church Unlimited. Was prayed for and was completely and totally de- de- um, delivered of alcohol addiction and did not like the taste of alcohol there on out. And she saw her friends less. And as I read that story, I again saw the key to breakthrough was making right connections, being connected to the church, being connected to the people in the church, and then letting go the wrong or the flesh connections. You see, our connections are so, so important because divine connections will feed into your anointing and into your destiny. Don't Let them go. Discern them and do not let them go. In fact, there's three levels of connection if you think about it. There's connection of body, soul, and spirit. Some people get married because the bodies connect. It won't last long. Some get married because the soul and the emotions connect. But as Christians, we want a connection in the spirit because that is the most powerful relationships that we can have when there's divine connections that God has brought into our lives. And we need to guard them very, very carefully because our destiny is linked to our divine connections. And that's why Tuvalu is happening because there's a connection in the spirit between them and with us. And as you heard, there's connection even with myself. Very powerful. And so they're seeing the favor and the blessing of God take place. See, people with divine connections accomplish 
more together than they could alone. Deuteronomy, you know the story, 32, 30, says one will chase 100 and two will put 10,000 to flight. It doesn't make any sense. I was good at maths. If one puts 100, two should put 200. Is that right? Anyone else can do that arithmetic? How do you go from 100 to 2 to 10,000? Exponential increase. That's the power of divine connections. When you're united with the right people in the right place, it is a very, very powerful, powerful thing because connections, right connections, allow common people like me, common churches like us to attain uncommon results. You go way beyond your actual ability and capability with divine connections. And so as you and I and this church, as we are well connected to each other, then we're going to have an exponentially greater impact. Souls will be saved, more of them. People heal. The fruit of New Zealand and beyond will be yours. Ministry in a hundred nations. We feed the hungry. Why? Because of being well connected together. So the stronger you're connected with a church, the more you'll experience the blessing, the power, the fruit, and the breakthrough of God. So it all comes to the degree of our connection and how strongly we are connected together because connection releases power. When there's, even with a car, if there's loose connections, the power's not going to flow the same. So people can come to church but not be that connected, not connected with one another, not connected with the church, just sort of kind of a, like a visitors in some ways or spectators. Well, that's great but you're not going to experience all that God wants you to experience. As a spectator, you've got to become a participator, get involved, get connected. One will put 1,000 to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. And you'll begin to see God's miracle power working in your life in greater dimension. You're very quiet this morning. Have I said something wrong? Even the choir's gone quiet on me. I'll keep going anyway. The Bible's full of um, examples of divine connections. Think about it. Moses and Aaron. Not just Moses. It's always the two of them. David and Jonathan. Powerful connection. Elijah and Elisha. Paul and Timothy. Even Jesus. He always sent the disciples two by two. Because divine connections, two, is just so powerful. You don't just stop at two. You go more than two. So the dry bones here are a picture of God's people. They're dispersed, fragmented, dismembered. They're not connected in right relationships as God intended. It's just a valley of dry bones scattered all over the valley floor. And of course, disconnected, they become dry, very, very dry. And a house divided cannot stand. Anytime we are fragmented, not rightly connected, it is difficult to stand. Because you don't have the people and the support around you that you need. And the greater the power is released when two agree. We know that, don't we? Matthew 18, 19. If two agree, or more than two, on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. So Satan fights agreement and unity more than anything else. He'll just battle against it all the time. He fights our ability to connect with one another. Because when two agree, anything can happen. So you have that small group. When there's more than two agree, anything can happen. Redundancy shifts to a promotion. 
How does that happen? Well, the Bible says when two are rightly connected or more than two are rightly connected, God is able to move. So Satan is always out to divide and separate people that God has connected together, that God has joined together. And that's why you see such a, a, a rife problem in this whole area. You know, so we need to be alert to this strategy because uh, that's why we see the enemy dividing relationships all the time because he knows when we're rightly connected and the two are in agreement or more than that, miracles are going to happen. You know, one of the key aspects of church that releases the miracle power of God and breakthrough is being connected to another believer to agree with. To really agree with. Not just if someone on a Sunday you say, oh, well, just join with the person next to me. No, they say, no, no, someone who's you're connected divinely with, connection in the spirit. And those two agree together. Something can happen. Something powerful can happen. And that's an important aspect of, um, of church life. So it's not surprising then, is it, that most of our testimonies that we read out come from people in small groups where there's right connections and there's divine connections and God says where two or more agree is touching in here, it's going to be done. Can I say, join a small group. Get involved with God's people. You see, Christianity is all about relationships, is it not? What are the two greatest commandments? Love God, love one another. We can't do this in isolation. So let's go to Acts chapter 2, 1 to 2, and we read there, firstly, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, rushing mighty wind and you know, tongues of fire and all the rest of it. The day of Pentecost, the power of God was unleashed. What do we see here? God was waiting for them to be in one accord. He was waiting for them to be rightly connected. And when that happened, it was powerful. But God was waiting for the connections. One place, one accord. Then God was able to move powerfully. <clears throat> you know, in church, powerful things happen when we all agree. Say in a church service, for example, if we all agree with a song. Yeah. Wow, boom, way it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> like we listen to the songs today. You can just feel the spirit, limitless. Yeah. Everyone's agreeing with limitless, and so there's a, a surge in the spirit. Yeah. Why? Because there's an agreement, and agreement releases power. And then when you got to this uh, new, um, let it echo from the city, you could just, I don't know about the rest of you, you could just feel the Spirit come on it. Why? Because we're in agreement, because that's what God is saying to the church right now, that from the city, let it echo to the nations. Uh, you know, let it spread far and wide, the whole New Zealand Beyond theme. And so when we're in agreement with a song, something powerful happens. That's why it's important to get the right songs <laughs> that people are going to flow in with. And as, as mostly we do most of the time, I get them wrong sometimes, uh, but other times I do get it right. But the same is true with the message. If we're all in here together and we're agreeing with the message, power is going to flow. Transformation is going to take place. But if half of us are sitting there and we're sort of half asleep and snoring and waiting for the, you know, the get to the cafe or get to the uh, Hollywood bakery or wherever you go to buy your cream donut, which you shouldn't be eating, by the way, because it's full of cholesterol. It's going to put you overweight. So you're best not to go there. You're best to focus in here on the message. But if you connect with the message, 
and you connect with the messenger, something is going to happen. You know, in every service, in every service, there should be transformation. There should be a shaking. There should be a movement. There should be bones coming together. There should be uh, moments with God should happen in every service. But it's only going to happen as we are united, as we link and are connected rightly together, and as you connect with the message. Guess what? Let me give you some revelation. If you don't like a preacher, you will never get anything from them. If the preacher upset you last week, it may be me, you will not get anything from me. Why? Because you're not connected. It's all about connections. When we're connected together, the Spirit can flow. So it's almost like there's a wire between you and me. And it depends on the strength of the connection that the power of God can flow to you. That's why some people walk out and think, oh, that's pretty useless. And other people think, man, that's the best message I've ever heard. What was the difference? The connection. Hello? So when people tell me they didn't like the message, I just say, oh, you weren't connected. (laughs) That's a good cop-out, isn't it? (laughs) Probably was a useless message. (laughs) Something is supposed to happen when we gather in church. There should be a rattling. There should be a shaking. There should be a transformation. You should leave different from when you came. You know, because of, of God is at work in our midst, especially the more we unite together. That's why when churches are in disunity, which you've all been in those churches. Nothing happens in the services because there's got to be agreement for the Spirit to be able to flow effectively. Is anyone getting something from this? Okay, all right. I'm going to keep, in that case, I'm just going to keep going. So your strength is in your connections. You know, in the world, networking is very common, isn't it? Why do they network? They understand this principle that they can't do it alone. So they network with wherever they can, get help from wherever they can. Because God designed you and me, mankind, to need others. You cannot make it alone. You just can't be all God intended you to be. See, most blessings come through your connections and through your relationships. So powerful. Disconnected people struggle, they just do, they can pray can read the Word, attend church, get slain in the Spirit, roll on the floor for an hour, but they're still going to struggle. Why? Because they're disconnected. You need those connections for the power to flow in your life. Being connected to the right people at the right time is unbelievably powerful. Unbelievably powerful. It is just an amazing thing. So the devil fights connections more than anything. So to maintain connections, guess what? You've got to get over your insecurities got to get over your fears. you got to get over the fact that that person did something that you didn't appreciate because they're going to. They're human. you got to get over the annoying traits that they might have, the areas in which Christ has not yet worked. you got to get over all that stuff. Otherwise, guess what's going to happen? You're going to break the divine connection. And you're going to lose the blessing that God wanted to bring in your life through that connection. So the devil's going to fight it. And too many people walk away from divine connections because something upset them. Let you think about that for a minute while I have a drink. So you've got to carefully guard divine connections because your destiny hangs on it. 
was connected to it. I can think of a divine connection in my life that the enemy tried so hard to smash and break and just about did. I had to cry out to God for his grace. As a result of that, I was able to stay connected and the relationship is a great blessing today. But I could see the enemy at work wherever there's a... See, the Satan knows the power of a divine connection. Connection in the spirit. He knows that those two not only going to put 100 to flight, they're going to put 10,000 to flight. So he's got, to, he's got to break that connection. He'll do everything he can to destroy that connection. Do you know how lions hunt? Devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Do you know who they hunt? They search out the ones that have got isolated. The ones that are not connected properly. That don't have the divine connections, if you like. They search out that lion. They're easy prey for the enemy. Isolation is a dangerous thing. And so it's not surprising Christianity is all about relationships. The Trinity led the way as a model and as an example. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, the connect, divine connection. So even God wouldn't just come alone to us because there was no model of the importance of more than one. So he had not just two, he had three, five, and the connection, unbelievable. That's why the Trinity is incredibly powerful as well. But it's a model to us of the importance of divine connections, being rightly connected. If you ever get to the right place at the right time, connected to the right people, wow, heaven is going to open over your life. And God is going to unleash blessing like never before. So we need to focus our lives and our walk with God on relationships. Because the enemy is terrified that you will come into what I just said. Right connections with the right people at the right time and come into agreement. What's the thing that's destroyed so many churches over the years? You know the answer, don't you? Disunity. People once connected get disconnected with each other, with leadership, and it's all over, Rover. I've seen it, you've seen it, it happens too much. What was the essential problem? Connections broken. For whatever reasons, and we won't go into the details of that. In Ezekiel 37, it's not just a person dismembered, scattered. It's not just a group. This was an army. An army once connected, an army once united, once a fighting machine, now dismembered and scattered, dry bones across the valley floor. Could we apply this to the church, especially of the West today, that which once marched triumphantly under the leadership of the Holy Spirit can now be sitting on the sidelines. Much of the church has gone from overflowing rivers of life in the spirit to a valley of dry bones. And we need to apply, I believe, Ezekiel 37 and prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. Bones came together, bone to bone, breath came into them, and they stood upon their feet, an exceeding great 
army. We need to prophesy to the dry bones of the church and the nation. We need to see those bones begin to come together, divine connections made, to see the breath of God enter them, and the church once again in our land arise an exceeding great army. We prophesy, hear the word of the Lord, O dry bones. Let life enter you. Let the Spirit come upon you once again, and may you arise an exceeding great army that will turn this nation back to Jesus once again, not only this nation, but the nations of the world. This is the mandate of Church Unlimited and of New Zealand and beyond, to see the army of God's church arise once again as a mighty force in the land and in the nations of the world. When Ezekiel saw the valley, the first problem was, is he only saw dry bones. But God saw a mighty army. We've got to learn to see with the eyes of the Spirit, not just with our natural eyes. When you look at your life, what do you see? Defeat, brokenness, hopelessness, despair, no future. But when God looks at you, He sees it differently. He sees what you're going to become. He sees what you're going to do. He sees blessing on your life. He sees your life coming together. He sees a future and a hope. But Ezekiel didn't have any faith for this situation. He said, can these bones live? He said, I don't know. And maybe that's you today. You look at your situation. You see discouragement, despair, hopelessness. And you think you don't have faith for the situation. The problem's been so long with you, you think, well, maybe I'm not meant to get up. Maybe I'm not meant to overcome. Maybe I'm not meant to have friends, succeed, be joyful. Maybe I'm never meant to be loved or to overcome. Maybe this is my lot in life. Maybe my kids are never meant to follow the Lord. Friends, the devil is a liar. He's the father of, don't listen to his lies. Your lot now is not how it is meant to say. It may be what you see, but God sees something very, very different. He sees bones coming together. He sees life coming into your situation. He sees victory and overcoming. He sees the defeat of the evil one. He sees you arising again in strength. Our God is not just a healer, a deliverer, a mighty God, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's also a connector. And he's going to take the brokenness of your life and put it back together again. He's going to bring new strength into your mind and to your emotions. You say, but pastor, you don't know how bad my situation is. It's not coming together. If that's what you prophesy, if that's what you say, that's what is going to become a reality. But my Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. I am more than overcomer through Christ Jesus His future for me is for for good and for blessing, to give me a future and a hope. That's what my Bible says. That's what we prophesy over you today, that there would be a coming together. You need to confess and prophesy. You need to begin to say, today my life is coming together. My emotions are coming together. My home, my family is coming together. My marriage my finances, my ministry, it's coming together. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. My life is coming together. My future is coming together. You need to tell the devil. You want to know what to tell the devil? Who's up for this? You need to devil, tell the devil, devil, you made a mistake. You disconnected me. You whipped me. I admit it. I gave up hope. I admit it. 
I fell into hopelessness and depression. I admit it. But devil, it's possible to lose a battle, but to still win the war. Devil, this fight ain't over. Come hell or high water, this fight ain't over. My life is coming together. My bones are coming together. My life is coming together. My future is coming together. My circumstances are coming together. My hopelessness is coming together. And one of the keys to all this, friends, is divine connections. The most important divine connection you and I can have above everything else is our connection to God. Yeah, connections with people is awesome and essential because that's the way God created us. But one step above that, not excluding that, all right? It's not this and not that. You've got to have this as well. But above that is your connection to God. You know, through divine connection. God has enabled me to see blessings and do things I never dreamed were possible. Things I could never do, but see, when two agree, when God and I agree, wow, the impossible becomes possible. On my own, I could put a, a thousand to flight, but with God, I can put 10,000 to flight. When you're connected to God, but the key, friends, is this, that connection needs to be incredibly strong. Because the stronger the connection, the greater the flow of his power, of his blessing, of his breakthrough, of his anointing, of his answers. Keep strengthening your connection with God. And that will transform your life more and more. But you must also be in right relationships with others and have divine connections. Your future, your destiny, hang on this. As the musicians would please come. And no matter how disconnected you are, how broken, how slain you may feel, God can put you together again because he loves you deeply and nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Hope of all hearts. Why don't you stand with me? Got to head off to the city right now, but we're going to sing that great song, The Hope of All Hearts, because maybe today you feel a loss of hope. Maybe even as you listen to the word today, you still feel, yeah, that sounds all right, Pastor, but I don't know. Well, if I've not got through, why don't you connect now with Adrian in this song? Because as you connect, the stronger your connection to the strong, this song, the more God's power can flow. If you need hope in any circumstance of your life, can I encourage you, make as strong a connection as you can with this song and then watch faith arise in your heart and see what God will do for you. Hey, don't forget tonight, the prophet's going to be here. It will be, the word will be amazing. The prophetic will be added to what God is doing. Let's see where our future lies as Church Unlimited. It's never been more exciting than this. God bless you all. Thanks for coming. Hey, your life is coming.
together. Amen. God bless. Thanks, Dan.